You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Tuesday, August 24th. I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Today's episode is brought to you by the great, the longtime sponsor of Lockdown and of Lockdown Twins, rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Lockdown sent you. Rockauto has been a sponsor like since I started as host of Lockdown Twins. This is Nash Walker, by the way, uh, writer at Twins Daily, lifelong Twins fan, bringing you five days a week coverage on the Minnesota Twins. But I look now, 421 episodes of Lockdown Twins, and my first ever episode was on December 5th, 2019 and the title is don't be a mad bum about Zach Wheeler and what I meant by that is Zach Wheeler signed with the Philadelphia Phillies and my argument was that the twins should pivot to Madison Bumgarner in the free agents in the in 2019 free agency mad bum ended up being a disaster he's been a little bit better this year but that contract does not look good with Arizona um, and I'm back tonight a lot has changed like that was before it was right after the twins have been swept by the Yankees in the ALDS, it was before they signed Josh Donaldson. I had a bunch of episodes, uh, Josh Donaldson updates, what's going on with Donaldson, twins out on Donaldson, twins back in, speculation, twins signed Josh Donaldson. So many episodes from that free agency. We worked into the shortened season in 2020, worked through the pandemic and into the shortened season every day, and had another off season talking about a uh, free agent crop that ended up being truly horrific for the Twins and um, Andrelton Simmons, Matt Shoemaker, Jay Happ, Alexander Colome, um, and then have have now moved into this season that has been really disappointing. But the point is that I've I've been here, you know, and I, I feel like at this point I know this team pretty well, and I know the difference between the team today, the team tonight that we saw in a loss to the Red Sox at Fenway. 11-9 and the team that we saw in April and in May and June and July and throughout this 2021 season that don't get me wrong has been nothing short of very disappointing for the Minnesota Twins and you know I, I want to start out by saying I'm not a lover of moral victories I don't uh, I don't salute moral victories on all counts I don't live by them die by them but I think today and, and Thursday and today and those two games, the Twins went down 6 nothing to the Yankees in the Bronx on Thursday. And then they went down 9-3 today. To have them battle back and put together really good at-bats in both those games, come back in those games, and win the rest of the game after falling down, it is a testament to how this team has changed and how the roster is different. I think because the roster is a little bit younger, you have guys that are, are hungrier, and I think that's a good thing. And I think right now you're seeing a little bit of a different club in terms of when they fall down, getting up, and that's that's an expectation. So I'm not saying you should applaud the Twins for that. It's an expectation. My point is it's not something that we saw early this year, and it's something that I've talked about a lot this year because at the very least, you, you need a team that battles. I don't care if you're terrible. I don't care if you're the Baltimore Orioles. You've lost 19 games in a row. The Orioles tonight, I think they went down – I mean, they. I think the Angels scored 18 runs on them, but the, the Orioles ended up scoring 8 or 10 themselves. That's good. I mean, it's it's good to battle at the very least, and the Twins battled tonight and made it a ball game. And you know who appreciates it most? Me, because I have a five-day-a-week podcast on this club, and I'm talking about every game. So I really do appreciate when they put up some offense and I can talk about it and talk about how they fought and how they had a chance to win tonight because they did. 
And Boston is a club that started out really, really hot. Reminded me a lot, they still do, of the 2019 Twins with an elite, truly elite offense. Righty, lefty, righty, lefty. Just elite offense with a ton of ton of power. MVP candidates, you know, Rafael Devers, Xander Bogarts, J.D. Martinez, guys who are just having phenomenal years. And a pitching staff coming into this year that had a ton of question marks. You know, Martin Perez, I think, was like their ace coming out of spring training. He ends up getting demoted to the bullpen. They have Nick Pavetta. You know, they, they got Tanner Houck, the kid who starts tonight. Mizzou made. I'm back at Mizzou, by the way, for my senior year. Exciting. And they got some other guys. You know, Chris Sale's back now, and, and the Twins are going to see him uh, Thursday, I believe. But suspect pitching that really overperformed in the first half. And with their great offense, they put together a phenomenal first half. Got out to a huge lead in the American League East. Sound a lot like the 2019 Twins, doesn't it? Get out to a huge league in the American League Central. And it uh, dissipated, and now it's gone, and they're in second place. And the Twins never really fell to second place for that long. I think it was one day to Cleveland in 2019. But Boston's been sputtering. You know, that pitching that was so good has kind of fallen apart a little bit, in the bullpen especially, and we saw that tonight again. And the offense is still great, but they just haven't gotten the pitching, and, and that was kind of the expectation coming into this season. So the Twins go to Fenway, not playing good ball themselves after a tough series in New York, but going to play a Boston team that – really hasn't played good baseball for a couple weeks now, and that is is desperate because they're in the playoff hunt. They're barely in the playoffs. I think they're the second wildcard team. They would go to Yankee Stadium. I'm sure Major League Baseball would love that in the wildcard game for Boston to go to New York and, and play them in a one-game playoff. But that's where they're sitting right now, very desperate to win these games. And so you see the Twins on the schedule for three, and it's like, ooh, we better sweep or take two out of three there. And the Twins going to Boston, and and Griffin Jack starts the game tonight. I want to talk about Griffin and his start. I've talked a little bit about Jacks because we've talked about these young guys in the rotation a lot, Bailey Ober, Griffin Jacks, Charlie Barnes, and how I feel about those three. And I would I would still rank them. I'm the highest on Ober as a future mid-rotation piece for them as early as 2022. I think he's legit. I think he's going to help them next year. Then there's a sizable gap, and I think Griffin Jacks is there. And then there's about four sizable gaps, and I think Charlie Barnes is there. And until we see Joe Ryan and, and Drew Strotman perform at the big league level for a, a handful of starts, it'll be hard for me to slot them in there. I'm, I'm higher on some than others in the twin system. But let's talk about Jacks because I think he's the wild card here. I think it's certain that Barnes is not a part of the future, and I think it's certain that Ober is if he stays healthy. So Jacks is the wild card here. Let's talk about his start tonight, his arsenal, and and you know his strengths and weaknesses, and what he does well and what he doesn't do well on the mound after the break. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, the NBA, the NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. That's promo code locked on. Promo code locked on. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. All one word for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. So I've talked a little bit about Jax and the 
mantra that he brings to the mound, the presence that he has on the mound, because those things matter, I think, more for a pitcher than they do for a position player. I think it matters because pitching is so hard and hitting so hard, too. I think hitting a baseball is the hardest thing. Hitting a major, like hitting in the major leagues, I think is is the hardest thing to do. Honestly, it's it's one of the hardest things ever to do is hit uh, major league pitching, but pitching itself, and I pitched my whole life, takes a certain type of of person. I think with the stuff you need the stuff, but you also and you need like command. All those things matter, but you need to also have a certain mentality, and you need to be able to battle, and you need to be able to work through adversity more so. And I think in baseball in general, I mean, you need to work through adversity. It's a, a game of failure and. You always hear baseball humbles you more than anything else. Like you'll you'll be humbled constantly by baseball. I think for young pitchers like Griffin Jacks, they're gonna go through struggles. How do they respond to that? I think what we've seen from Jacks is really encouraging in that regard. I think he does get down. Things happen in a game, but he he pushes himself, and I think we've seen that from him this year that he does battle and that he does have that within him, and I think that does raise his you know, potential as a pitcher. And I think that that's a good thing. You look at the stuff, the slider I think is legitimate. You saw it again tonight when he faces really good right-handed hitters, Xander Bogarts, JD Martinez mentioned really good right-handed hitters, Kike Hernandez leading off tonight, but more so Bogarts and, and Martinez. He, that slider, I mean, they're waving at that slider. He does a good job of spinning that slider and locating it really well. And he hung some, but he got nine swings and misses on that tonight. 47% of swings were swings and misses on the slider. Again, spinning really nicely. Spin rate uh, averaged 2,800 RPMs, almost 3,000 RPMs. He did hit 3,000 with it on that slider tonight. I mean, that thing moves like crazy. When he spots it, righties really can't touch it, and then he can get it to the back foot on lefties, and they'll swing over the top too. The first two times through the lineup tonight, I think righties were 0 for 8 well, until they got to Renfro, and he hit a monster three-run homer. Righties were 0 for 8 with three strikeouts, and the lefties had a double and a homer. Travis Shaw homered. Uh, Verdugo doubled, I believe, and a couple walks or three walks. Like, he was having trouble getting lefties out. And this is the thing with Jax. Unfortunately, and maybe fortunately for him, I think this might be the best thing for his career. His fastball tonight averaged on the gun 93.6 miles an hour. That's that's good. I mean, the fastball, I think, sneaks up, and I think it can be a decent pitch for him, especially because the slider is so good. But I just, I'm not sure I see a role for him as a starter because he doesn't have the arsenal to get through a lineup a second or a third time. And he doesn't have enough to do it. I don't think he has enough command to do it. I don't think he has enough stuff to do it. And that's, I mean, you've seen in the game how it shifted so much to letting starters see a lineup a third time. I think there is some truth to because they don't, you know, a lot of managers and teams don't let their starters see a lineup a third time. You don't really know how they do in those spots. But hitters, once they see Jax a third time, and I think he tired tonight too because he was really, he was letting it loose, which I love to see. I mean, he hit 95 multiple times early on. He doesn't throw 95 consistently. So, you know, he was reaching back. I think if you let him pump out of the bullpen, let him throw 95. I think he's going to throw 95, 96 out of the bullpen. Look, he touched 95 tonight when he was airing it out. So I think he would throw 95 with a really good slider, and I think you could potentially have a bullpen piece there with Griffin Jacks. And it might benefit him and the team now to just continue to start him because who else are you going to start? You need innings from him. But I think as early as 2022, 
if you get Griffin Jackson in the bullpen and he can face some lefties, like it's you know prefer not, but I think he can face some lefties. It's not a bad changeup per se. I think it's it's kind of a show me third pitch, but fastball slider combo throws the fastball hard, spins the slider at three thousand RPMs max. I mean, I think you could see him become a quality reliever for the Twins. I think you could see him as even an eighth or a ninth inning option. We talk about John Gant, who has good stuff too, but he doesn't have a pitch like that slider that Jax has. And we know how the Twins feel about sliders. We know they target guys with good sliders, and I think that's probably why they like Griffin Jax, why they call them up, and why he's pitching right now. And you've seen that it works. I mean, it's a good, good pitch, and, and it's been a really good pitch for him, and it's been a reason he's been able to find some success at the big league level, striking out 10 White Sox in a start and, and just stringing together really nice starts. But he just doesn't have enough otherwise to succeed through a lineup a second and a third time. And that's why guys get moved to the bullpen. You don't have a good third pitch, you're going to be a reliever. Like you need to have a good third pitch unless you, you know, your, your fastball is 98 and you got a, a 90 mile an hour slider. Even then, like you need at least. A third, an average third pitch to be a mid rotation starter. You, you just have to. It's, it's the truth of the matter. And I think Jax, while I hold out some hope, I think that he would be best, and I think he would provide the most value. Even though it's hard for a reliever to provide anything close to the same value as a starter. I mean, what's the difference if you're not going to let him see a lineup for the third time? Than just having him be a longish reliever, and then in some spots you can put him in high leverage situations, you know, and you can open some games with him if it's a right-handed heavy lineup. Then you can pick your spots with them, you know. And this is kind of the argument I was making about uh, Gant last night. The difference is Jax is going to make the league minimum, so really valuable to them, and they need bullpen pieces for next year and beyond. I think if you were able to pick your spots with Jax more. I think he'd find a lot of success. Again, fastball is going to be 95, 96. The slider's hard. It would probably bump up even more, maybe 87 with the slider and spinning hard. And I think he'd be really tough to hit in short stints out of the bullpen. That's what I think about Jax. I don't think my opinion is going to change. I hope it does. Like I hope he continues to get a chance this year. Again, they don't have anyone else to go to for starts, really, outside of Joe Ryan and maybe Drew Strotman, who hasn't looked great in St. Paul. So I would advise against that right now. But Jax, I think long-term is going to be a reliever. I, I just think that that would be best for him. I hope the Twins eventually see that too because that's the conclusion I've come to watching him. He's going to be able to get outs. He's a major league pitcher, and I think that's the biggest takeaway. And I, I really like Griffin Jackson, what he brings. I think long-term, most value out of the bullpen. Let's talk about this game offensively for the Twins. They scored nine runs. Must have gone well. It did. Let's talk about it after the break. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. RockAuto.com is a great place to go for engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com, a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com, tell them locked on sent you. This episode is brought to you by Green Room. 
Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for Lockdown Twins once a week. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. Go download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. I know you'll find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. Can't wait to join you all on the app. I'll be sure to let you know once the Lockdown Twins room is live. Download the Green Room app today. That's Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. Such a bright spot. I discussed this a little bit yesterday of this season. Jorge Polanco, big-time home run against Martin Perez to get the Twins back in this game. I thought they put together great at-bats consistently tonight. I thought they did a really nice job at the plate of kind of bearing down against a, a bullpen that's really struggled, finding their pitch, driving it. You know, Miguel Sano goes the other way for a two-run single. That was huge. Nick Gordon battles, fouls off a Sawamura splitter, and then singles on the next pitch to make it 9-8. They did a good job tonight, especially with runners in scoring position, of putting together good at-bats. You see Josh Donaldson hit a huge home run. That spurred a rally then in the ninth inning. Jake Cave gets caught stealing in the eighth. I thought to send Cave, I thought they would. I was sitting there, and I was thinking I, they're going to send him. Like, he's going to steal. And I think in that case, with Kepler at the plate and out of Vino and holding the runner at first, I thought I think it's a mistake. And hindsight bias is twenty twenty. Hindsight bias is going to come into play there because at the time I wasn't sure. I was like, ooh, maybe he should try. Uh, Adovino's so slow to the play, but he threw a fastball and, and Cave was out, I would say, by a decent mile. But with Kepler up and the right side of the infield more open, and we know that Max's propensity to go to the right side with ground balls, and maybe Cave gets the third on a ground ball to the right field. Yeah, maybe sending him there was a mistake. And, and Jake Cave's three for seven now in his career, stealing bags. I saw Gleeman tweeted, I think he's won for his last five in stealing bases. He's got to provide value somewhere. You know, he's got to provide defensive value, speed something, or else he's not providing you really anything because with his bat, I mean, he's singled. And, and I thought he put together a good at-bat against Hansel Robles there in the ninth. But other than those, he's he's just not providing much to the Twins right now. He's, I hate to say dead weight on the roster, but that's uh, kind of how it is. With Jake Cave, and he gets thrown out. But Twins rally again in the ninth. Matt Barnes has been so bad for Boston. And the Twins took advantage. You know, we've seen guys who are struggling beat them this year, and, and they just didn't tonight. I thought the Twins did a really nice job. It is really demoralizing for an offense to have your pitching staff go out there and give up nine runs in the first four innings or five innings of a game. I could easily see how you think the game's over. Justin Morneau was talking about it on the broadcast. You think the game's over. You stop taking good at-bats. The Twins didn't do that tonight, so I tip my cap to them for that. And I thought um, offensively they did a nice job. Eventually in the year, hopefully 2021, the Twins will both pitch well and hit well in the same game because we have not seen it, folks, through five months of this season for a prolonged period where the Twins are hitting well and pitching well. It's not really fair because they did win four series in a row. I have to keep reminding myself of that, three of them over first-place teams. But I'd like to see more of that. And every time they score nine runs, it feels like they give up 11. And that's what they did tonight. Um, the staff just has trouble and has had trouble all year giving the Twins a chance to win. 
And then the offense, when given a chance to win too many times this year, has floundered that chance. But good to see him rally. Robles gets in the game. Life comes full circle, doesn't it? It's funny. Uh, Hanso Robles was pumping it. I thought he pitched really well coming into a really tough spot. Um, Robles has amazing stuff, and we talked about that in the offseason. I talked about that a lot early this season when he looked really good. He's got great stuff. It's just sometimes he just loses it and loses his command, and I think there's some pitch selection mistakes that he makes, but I thought he, he looked really good. Nick Gordon had a great game. I thought offensively, defensively, a little bit of a spark plug tonight at the bottom of the lineup. I thought he had a really nice game. I don't know if you noticed, but Anderson Simmons is, did not play tonight. And I really didn't miss him for one second. I did not miss Andrelton Simmons. And I think for the Twins front office and for Rocco and for everyone, once you get into early September, I really don't see the downside of moving Polanco to short and giving Gordon and Miranda or whoever a run at second base and just cutting Andrelton Simmons. And I know they want Andrelton for their pitchers to help the pitchers, the young pitchers. And I actually can see that and I can understand that and appreciate that. But I think it's hard when he's out of the lineup and you just see how other guys can provide value. And again, I don't think Nick Gordon is going to be some star for the Twins. I don't think he's even going to be a regular for the Twins. I think he'll be a utility man, hopefully next year. I hope that for him, for next year. But to to watch Andrelton Simmons every day, is, it just kind of sucks. I mean, it just kind of sucks. And it's fun to see other guys get a chance. And I do think that it matters, again, to have young guys on the team uh, battling and, and trying to prove themselves and I think that matters for at bats and I think that matters for getting back into games and such so it's hard for me to see Andrelton Simmons on the bench and not want him to just stay there so I hope that's the case and whether it's Gordon or Miranda whoever I hope it's someone else Josh Donaldson hit a, a nuke shot off Matt Barnes and that's great to see Donaldson got thrown out at second on a ball that he rang off center field Donaldson's still a really good hitter people need to understand like Josh Donaldson still just crushes the ball still gonna hit homers still gonna hit doubles OPS is well over 800 like he's he's still a really good hitter and he's he's helping the twins when he's on the field but it's just been a matter of can he run without a trailer and can he play third base healthy uh, that's been the, the thing for Donaldson this year. But bullpen did a pretty nice job. Theobar gave up a homer. Not good to see. He's been so good. And uh, if you've been good, eventually you're going to be bad. And that, that was Theobar tonight. Uh, Enrique Hernandez hit a home run. But overall, offensively good game. Pitching was bad again. Uh, and we'll be back tomorrow. It'll be fun. I think we'll have a prospect day tomorrow. And then uh, postgame Thursday. And we'll see what's going on Friday. Thanks again for listening. Go Twins. Uh, that was fun. I mean, it was a fun game to watch. It was tight till the end. And, and like I said, they battle, which is good to see. But follow me on Twitter at NashWalker9. Follow the show at Lockdown Twins and join me tomorrow. Thanks again.